All right. Hello, hello, world. So, let's see. Keeping true to the name of this whole podcast series is this therapy. I kind of feel the need like we need to get back into my own therapy and what I'm doing right now with my therapist. Um, My mother has been coming up a lot lately. Um, I think, you know, with Mother's Day being a couple months ago, that kind of started it off. Um, That's always a Fun, terrible reminder for all of you that have um, not-so-amazing mothers like my own. Um, it's, it can be really hard <laughs> to see all of the Mother's Day um, stuff and not be envious um, of others that had a mother who was a mother, who cared for their children. Um, my mother... Uh, you know, she had her own issues. I think it's a combination of, um, the own, um, horrible environment that I'm sure she was brought up in with her own family. And, and I'm sure she suffered, uh, abuse of all sorts, um, from her mom and dad. And I think that was evident, um, if you were to meet her, she kind of seems, you know, like stunted in growth to be in in her mind, at least intellectually, as maybe a young child or, or preteen, um, preteen in her mind. And, and has a hard time, um, you know, she really didn't have, I don't think, the capability to, to be able to be a mother and take care of someone. I think it was, you know, beyond her capacity mentally. And then I think, you know, with the abuse that she suffered and the trauma that, that, that I'm sure she had, she had a lot of rage and anger and um, would take that out um, on mostly me, um, but my siblings as well, and, and really just hated every aspect of um, being a mom. So when Mother's Day comes around, um, I try to just ignore it. It's so hard, though, because it's everywhere, and I hate that it's a trigger. It's like you know the trigger's coming, and there's just no way to avoid it. And so I just try my best to um, process through it and get through um, Mother's Day in that time of year as best I can, but it typically does um, trigger some feelings in me of sadness and my own rage, my own anger and frustration um, of how she treated me um, and how she, yeah, yeah, and basically, you know, her, her lack of, of motherly skills um, And one thing that she's always really struggled with, and I think this is a common theme for many people um, that have experienced this um, in a parent, is the lack of accountability. And um, she will not take any accountability for um, anything she's done. And she minimizes the pain and the hurt and the abuse um, 
she dismisses it, she denies it, and she was always really good at, even as a child, um, recreating her own reality. And I would watch her do this with different things, and she could convince herself of something, of a different reality than what really happened. And then what I saw is over time, she couldn't tell the difference between reality and the fantasy reality that she created. And, and, and I absolutely think she has learned to do that and um, as a coping mechanism. Um, but it also messed with my own reality as a child too, right? Because um, I was always, you know, being minimized, everything's fine, denying, you know, she's denying anything. Um, things are my fault. I mean, uh, when it came to abuse, I think I got the works. Um, I, I got, you know, each piece of abuse that you could probably think of, you know, mental um, physical, um, abuse, neglect, um, sexual abuse from her father to me. And then I, the worst though, the worst is the psychological abuse. Um, and the rage and the hate that she had for me as a child. I think I reminded her a lot of her own child and I think she wanted me to hurt like she hurt and um, she wanted me to be less than her in every way and if I showed that I was smarter or I was happier that day um, boy would she take me down and she'd take me down hard as a child so um this year and a lot of times what I go through with with this whole thing and this trauma is I just have such a need and desire and it and it's overwhelming sometimes where I want so badly for her to acknowledge what she did to me and apologize like a real apology you know and um, I never get it. I've tried so many times. We've fought. We've screamed. Um, I've ignored it also for many, many years as well. Um, and I don't know if it's just because it's uh, my biological mother and she's still alive and I don't have my, my father anymore. And I don't really have a lot of relatives that I'm close to um, or family that I've stayed in touch with um, I don't know if it's just this weird biological desire to to fix this or rekindle it or and, and have her tell me oh my god you know what I was awful to you. I hurt you so bad and I can't believe I did that. I want her to say those types of words to me to validate what happened instead of her, you know, a lot of times denying it and and all sorts of stuff. Um 
So I think this year I kind of went at it again in a different type of way. You know, I haven't talked to my mother like on the phone or in person for years. Um, we, you know, had a really big falling out and we've had a lot of really nasty fights. And really, I just found that um, I just didn't want a relationship with her because it always turned into what she wanted and what she was trying to get something it's always something it's all about her and she's you know quite selfish and so when she comes trying to reconnect with you you the first question in my head is always you know what do you want because it's usually her needing something wanting something and I think as she's getting older she wants to live with with one of her children that she has no relationship with any of her children but i think that's part of her reaching out lately and she's been texting me a little bit more than usual and i haven't really texted her back but over the last few weeks last past week uh, last past few weeks excuse me um i decided to text her back um and really try to explore and see if I can even get her to acknowledge any kind of memory of, of, of any of the trauma or any of our past. And, and I thought I'd be so clever with it because, you know, I can't just come right out and just be direct because that's just going to shut her down. And then she just gets angry and she storms away, you know, like she has done in the past. Um, so I just started asking her questions, you know, about like, tell me about my childhood. Tell me about something that you remember that you loved about me. Tell me about a fun memory we had. And um, she had a really hard time coming up with fact-based information of that past reality. It was kind of fascinating and interesting at the same time. And then um, slowly and slowly we ended up getting into, hey, do you remember the time that you, you know, um, did this or you did that? And of course it was always a denial, always a denial. And I'm trying so hard to be delicate um, because I don't want to scare her away. And I'm also trying not to get too emotional and just kind of remain just detached from the emotion of what we're talking about. And just kind of like, you know, hey, yeah, I remember, you know, you used to tell me almost every day, you know, that you hated me and you wished I was never born. Um, you know, do you remember saying that to me? And of course, you know, she doesn't. But the hurtful and the hard thing is I... I think I'm fairly certain she hasn't forgotten everything and I know that the things that were a constant in my life at that time were her need to remind me of how horrible of a decision I was to um, give birth to me and have me as a child and that she wishes I was dead and you know and that was such a constant it's just unbelievable that she can't even give me just the tiniest ounce of oh my god you know I remember saying that that must have hurt I even told her I said you know what I won't be angry I just want to hear you talk about it I want to try to understand why you 
minimize and deny and you create a false reality because some of the stuff too she's she's probably convinced herself that you know she didn't do certain things that she did and I finally after going through so much of this and this was texting over a course of probably two to three weeks and sometimes you know these long pauses between the texts and trying to figure out I'm trying to process what she's saying in a different way. I'm trying to really understand it differently than I have before. I'm trying not to react and be angry and, and all of that. And I'm trying to understand her. And I'm trying to understand me and my need for this. And, and I finally say something to her about a memory and um, that I had. And, and the memory was, was this. Um, so as a child, I would wet the bed a lot. Um, even as I was older into junior high and that, even when I, I'd have sleepovers with my friends, it was very embarrassing, of course. You know, no kid wants to keep wetting the bed. And she despised it. She hated me wetting the bed. It just enraged her. And so I would hide it and I wouldn't tell people because I was so scared if she found out, you know, she'd hurt me and she'd make me feel horrible about it. And it just made her so, so angry. So I would try to hide the fact, you know, that I did that. And, and, um, You know, I, I, the ironic thing is me wetting the bed was actually a symptom of the amount of stress I was under. And, and so it's just interesting that, you know, it made her so angry, but that anger and all of the abuse she was putting me through was one of the reasons why I was wetting the bed. I was scared to death and under a lot, a lot of stress. Um, I mean, what child gets shingles in elementary school from stress? I mean, that was me. Uh, what child gets sent home because they smell like urine because the teacher thought they peed their pants? That was me. I wasn't sent home because I peed my pants. My parents were called. The teacher thought I wet my pants because I smelled so awful like urine but it was because I was wetting the bed and I was hiding it and just putting more and more blankets on my bed and hiding it. And I didn't have parents and especially a mother who would have gotten me ready for school, you know, had me shower, brush my hair. I mean, we were, we were a wreck. I'm sure we were, I'm sure I was quite the sight with just snarls in my hair and, who knows what I'm wearing and I just smell awful. I, 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 I am proud of myself that I got through elementary school without getting too, too made fun of because of that. But back, back to our texting and the memory of this, um, that was so awful, but the memory she did have, um, she did acknowledge, which was quite shocking was one where, um, I came home from school, I believe. I was young. I was in, um, I was probably elementary school, maybe sixth grade or so. 
Um, and I had invited a couple of friends over to my house, which I, I didn't do a lot because I didn't like people coming to my house because it was so dirty and it wasn't like all of my friends' homes and, you know, it was, it smelled and, and just wasn't a place. I, I didn't want people to know my real life, you know. And I brought them in um, to my room for something. And my mom was sitting on the floor um, sorting my laundry, I believe. And my two friends were with me. And we go running in. And we just kind of stopped because she kind of surprised us. And she looks at me. And she looks at my friends. And she says in the most snotty voice I can imagine... She says, do you know that Adria pees the bed at night? Isn't that embarrassing? Did you know she pees the bed? I mean, can you believe it? That's crazy. And it just came right out of her mouth, right to my friends. In some ways, like I was shocked. But in others, I wasn't because the, um, especially the emotional abuse and the psycho, what's the word I'm thinking of? The psychological abuse of her, that was normal in a way. So it shocked me because it, it hurt so bad that she did that on purpose to embarrass and humiliate me. You see, because that's what she liked to do. She liked to make me feel little and bad and small and unworthy and less than. That made her feel better. If I was happier, made her feel worse. So um, she kind of acknowledged that she had done that, which was absolutely shocking because she's denied it for so many years. And that's just one of, you know, the many memories. But, and I sat there and read the text where she said, I remember that and I'm sorry. And I just looked at that for a really long time. I think for days, for days and days, maybe even a week. And I think it was because I didn't know how to interpret my reaction. But my reaction was not what I thought it would be. (laughs) I wasn't thrilled that she had remembered what she had done. I wasn't even validated. It didn't feel good or nice. It felt horrible. And... About a week or so or several days went by and she texted because we had stopped communicating after she had said that. I I just didn't know what to say back. And she said, are you there? Are you okay? And even that took me a little bit to respond, maybe a couple of days. And I said, you know, I don't know. I don't think I am okay. I don't think I want to try to get you to apologize and work so hard 
trying to make you see and say what I've been wanting you to see and say for so long. I've just spent all of this time and I got this unworthy apology from you. The apology sucked, let's just be honest. Not what I wanted, not what I would expect, not how I would apologize to my child and say, oh my God, I had such low self-esteem and I get she can't do it. I don't think she's mentally there. And I've struggled and I've been angry at God about, you know, how can you have this type of person on the earth who can't even acknowledge and and grow and realize what they've done? Um, you know, how is that fair to her or anyone around her? And there's so many people that are like that, like her. And to think I'm just sat here for how long trying to get you to acknowledge and validate and admit to something. And mind you, she's denied everything else in the texting that we've talked about that was obvious. I don't know why she decided to say yes to that one. Maybe they were there was too much adding up and she figured she needed to admit to something in order to maybe get my forgiveness so that she can have a relationship with me and get whatever she wants out of it. But I I said, you know, after all that, I didn't I don't even want that apology. It's not worth it. This is not worth it. And 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 you know what? I'm going to tell you guys right now. If anybody tells me about forgiveness or forgive your mother or you need to forgive and forget or whatever the hell that stupid saying is. Forgiveness is a word. The meaning behind forgiving is complex. And people think that I need to have some epiphany where I have just forgiven my mother and then I will just be healed and I will have grown and so mature and I won't be angry anymore and my past will not control me. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, people that tell you that, that's bullshit, okay? Forgiving, I'm so beyond forgiving. What I'm doing isn't in the realm or the work of forgiving. I could forgive her. And, and in a lot of ways, I do. I don't like that word. I think the word is so overrated and overused. It's like we have to use that, that term. We have to forgive. But that's wrong. That's not how it works. You don't have to. What I've done is I understand. I have an understanding of where she was at. I have an understanding that she has a mental health Disorder. I have an understanding that she was traumatized as a child. And all of that goes into play with what she did to me. What she did was still wrong. What she did still hurt. What she did, she should take 
accountability in, whether that's now, later, in another life, whatever that means. But what I'm working on is learning what my behaviors, what behaviors I'm doing now and as an, as an adult that are unhealthy because I learned to survive and cope as a child by doing these behaviors, such as I am um, a caretaker, I'm a healer, I'm a nurse. That's what I do because I learned from, from a very young age how to be the caretaker for my family, for my own mother to take care of her. And so I, I'm trying to acknowledge and, and appreciate the behaviors that got me through my trauma. But I'm also wanting to make sure that the behaviors I'm, I'm, I'm acting now as an adult are healthy and that I'm not doing things um, because of the way that I learned as a child, which I, I do have, you know, issues with um, giving too much of myself, sacrificing too much of myself to take care of somebody else's needs before mine because I had to do that as a child and I had to take care of her in order to take care of my own needs too. Because if she was happy, if I could make her happy, then my life would be less miserable. So I think that's a healthy place personally to be. I don't feel like I have to really do any work on forgiving or not forgiving. I mean, I guess I could understand if I was, you know, still so enraged about it. But I can talk about it. I can understand it. I, but, but it does make me, I will say, it does make me angry when people talk about my people having issues, you know, not forgiving. And, and that's why we're still struggling so much with past trauma and childhood trauma. But that's not it at all. It's just, it's a long-lasting effect. This is the creation of, of who we are because of what happened. And maybe, you know, um, you need to get to a place where you have a better understanding of why somebody you trusted and cared about did that to you. Um, but fuck forgiveness. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's for each, each on their own to decide in their own personal world of, of, I, it doesn't even make sense. I, I keep trying to say the world of forgiveness, but forgiveness is just way too broad. It's too complex. It's too complex for that. There's going to be days where you're going to think, yeah, you know, I really understand. My mom's just really messed up. You know, I feel bad for her. That was probably really hard. And, you know, I forgive her. She, she just couldn't help herself. Um, she had an up, a, a hard life. And then there's moments where I think, you know what? She was an adult. She knew right from wrong. She knew what she was doing was wrong. She hurt me. She hurt me on purpose. And then I try to understand all of that put together. So don't tell people. If you're one of those people going around telling people, Oh, I just got to forgive. Stop living in the past. Well, that'd be nice. I guess that's for people who've never experienced this kind of trauma before or... Um, 
having the the past um, that that unfortunately many of us have. Uh, yeah, don't say that to people. Just please don't. It's it's their own personal journey, and just saying that just makes makes that other person feel so shitty and bad. Like like not only did we get abused and just crapped on for our childhood, and now we're getting shamed because we're supposed to just forgive and forget. You know, it doesn't work like that. So just stop. Stop with that. If you can take anything away from all of us, take that away. So yeah, that was, um, that's where I'm at with her right now. And I, I just decided um, at this point, you know what? I don't want her apologies either. Um, I think I'm just trying to figure out what I do want or what she's capable of. And um, this was also a reminder that, you know, I just don't think she's capable of the type of an apology that I, I would love, love, love to get from her to help rebuild a relationship. Um, but I'm not in a place with her nor do I even have a relationship that I wish to pursue or, or make better I'm happy with where it's at and and what that is is that you know what I wish her I sincerely wish her peace and joy and happiness I really do I don't want her to suffer in fact it makes me sad thinking about how she must feel sometimes that she has three children that she has virtually no relationship with because of the way she raised us and what she did to all of us. Um, but my relationship now is an occasional text every so often, maybe once or twice a year, maybe a little bit more. I don't know. I'd be happy with that. I really just, we don't have a lot in common it's not like we were close and, and I have that mother relationship with her. I want her to have a happy, peaceful life. And, and I hope that, that she would want the same for me. And I think she does for the most part now in her life. And um, that's what I want to be okay with. I have to be okay with that. That's that's the way it is. Okay, 30 minutes. Sorry I tortured you all for so long. Take care. Be nice to each other. Be nice to your children. <laughs> Treat them like people. And stop trying to force forgiveness on others. Just take that word out of your vocabulary. It's an awful word. It hurts.